to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by two of your usual hosts. Uh, we've got Ben Porter. Ben Porter's uh, back on the show. I'm back. With a, brand new, with a brand new track. Uh, yep. And myself, uh, Josh Hartley. How have you been keeping, Ben? Uh, I've been keeping busy. Mr. Yeah. Hartley. <laughs> yeah. um, Ch- com- children and painting and uh, electrical work, oh my. Yeah, yeah, I've, um, I've I've actually been back on site um, a couple of times recently, which has had a knock-on mm-hmm. effect for my painting and such. Um, my son's nearly two, so mm-hmm. I'm dealing with all that now. And uh, Charlotte has just entered the third trimester of her pregnancy, so she's she's not quite as as uh, as mobile as she as she was. Though she's you know she's doing great. She's a she's a trooper, yeah. you know. One tough lady. Well, while we're on the subject of your infant son, we haven't mentioned the fact on the podcast that the last time I saw him, he full on bitch slapped me. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, like, you know, people will be like, "What's he talking about?" That that is not in the slightest an exaggeration of what happened. <laughs> so I, I, I was I was holding Nathaniel in the hall. And Josh came up to see him, and he just he just like cranked his hand back. It was a it was a full on wind back. Yeah, 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 cranked the hand right back, and just like smacked him across the chops, completely <laughs> out of the blue. You know, like sometimes you you know he'd be like, oh, the kid slapped me, and it was like he was flailing about, and then you got too mm-hmm. close to him. No, he actually like drew his hand back and and smacked Josh one in the face, and so. I I can remember and uh, you know du- during Charlotte's pregnancy talking to my dad about raising mm-hmm. children as you do because um, it's it, you you notice this when whenever you're getting married um, or if if you're about you know if like you're engaged you get a wedding coming up or if you're about to have a child or to be honest if you're about to like go for any like big milestone in your mm-hmm. life people just love to like chuck advice at you. Even if yeah, you it's, it, 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 it does come from a place of love, but yeah, uh, yeah sometimes it's kind of. I mean, I, I get it with um, with parenting, right? Because you know that's uh, an experience that you you know you wouldn't have had anything too similar to. Yeah. Um, marriage advice when you've been in a relationship with someone for years and years, though, it's kind of like a kind of kind marriage of advice is terrible because. Because it's yeah. a bit like that, you know. It's like some of the people, you know, like trying to give me marriage advice. But like, oh, right, okay. I didn't realize you'd been married to Charlotte before. Can you tell me more about what that's like? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it it is from a, like I say, it's from a place of love, and you know. Yeah. Um, uh, sometimes, sometimes you you just come across a know all that just wants to flap their gums. That's not what my dad was. We were, we were just talking about raising kids. I just wanted to go off. Well, that's that's right. what I was saying. I understand yeah. it with raising children because yeah. it is a very different experience to anything you'll have had. Yeah. So, so we were talking, and my dad was saying that one of the things that he found um, most difficult um, with raising us was when we do something when we did something bad, 
mm-hmm. and he wasn't allowed to laugh at it. He had to be like serious face and give us into trouble. Um, so yeah, I totally know what he's talking about now. Um, yeah, because I, I I just had I had to I had to take a time out after mm-hmm. Nathaniel did that because I couldn't I couldn't look at either of you without laughing. Well, I I tried pretend crying to see if that would elicit. That just you can tell I was raised a. You can tell I was raised a Catholic because my first go-to thing is like, I'll I'll make him feel guilt for it. Yeah, <laughs> like, but I just seemed to like spur him on because like five minutes later you were just sitting on the couch minding your own business, and then he goes up with a wee plastic toy hammer and just wallops you on the feet with it. Again, yeah. no warning, just. <laughs> so. Um... So yeah, hopefully this is not a habit that. And Josh hasn't been back since. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared guys, send help. Uh, uh... I do discipline my son, by the way, just before anyone like jumps in there. Like, but he's he's not even two. He's yet, two. So... He's yeah. two. That's the thing. Like, what can you like? You, you you shout at him sternly and say no, and then that's it, right? You yeah. can't reason and, with and, him. Yeah, and to like to be honest. He he laughs at his mum when she tries to give him into trouble. But if I mm. raise my voice to me, bursts into tears. So I think a lot of people probably burst into tears if you were to raise your voice at them, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but he's he. I mean, I, I mean, it makes my sound my son sound like he's a terrible person. He never does this. It's just like for some reason. He decided well, to be really aggressive to me. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, it's, I I don't know where that came from. Oh, he's just playing in his head. Yeah, like that's yeah. it. He's, do, you think, he's... do you think he sees himself as like Thor or something like that with a hammer? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll find out if he grows up to be some sort of Nordic god when he's older. Yeah. Um, that would make you Odin. So I'm alright with that. Odin's yeah. badass. Yeah. I mean, would you want to lose an eye, though? I mean, that seems like a pretty good deal to me, you know? Like, you lose an eye <laughs> and you gain all the wisdom in the world. Don't put that theory to the test, though, please. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, like, no one's made that offer to me yet. But even yeah. then, I would want some, like, I would want some checks and, like, assurances in place before I committed it's like a, right let's like, draw up a contract know. here let's let's make sure everything's above board <laughs> if i'm gonna give up my eye yeah right yeah exactly i mean like it's, it was a different time back then you know when yeah. Odin made that deal yeah we're so tied down in red tape nowadays in our bureaucratic society gods can't make deals with each other anymore without getting caught up in all the red tape yeah exactly yeah. Anyway, <laughs> shall we shall we, shall we chat some tabletop gaming news? Yes, um, we, we've, we've got, got we've got a, f- a few bits and pieces as the world slowly returns to some semblance of normality. I don't I don't think it's ever going to be quite back to the way it was before. I think a lot mm-hmm. of things will have changed. So, but we um we have news which is like something considering the way yeah. things were for so long so so we'll shall we start with the crossover that nobody asked for yeah go for it yeah um, 
Dungeons and Dragons Monopoly is uh, is is out this week. So. See when I, see whenever you mention the crossover that nobody asked for, you can bet that Wizards of the Coast is involved somehow. <laughs> this is just going to be their thing now. Yeah. Just in like research, just, just, just shameless money grabbing, you know. In researching this, I did immediately think, surely that must have been done before, but no, no, this is the first. They have done Dungeons and Dragons Cluedo though, so. Make of that what I feel, you will. I feel like Dungeons and Dragons lends itself better to Cluedo because I mean, think think about how many role plays we've played that have an investigative element to them, right? Yeah. Including Cluedo, uh, you know, it's, it's an investigative game, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So uh, the gimmick with this version of Monopoly is that the properties are famous monsters from Dungeons and Dragons. <sighs> See, like even the Titans, <laughs> shit. Like, see if they'd actually like, like set it in Waterdeep, right? Because that's a city that's mm-hmm. all about commerce, and you yeah. know, like, maybe not the more casual fans, but if you spoke to someone who's, you know, fairly well versed in, mm-hmm. in Dungeons and Dragons lore, they'd probably be able to name like actual districts in Waterdeep. It's a pretty fleshed out setting. Oh yeah, yeah. There's tons of content for it, but no, we're we're buying monsters and. Building hotels on them? I've, I have no idea how it works. When was the last time you played Monopoly? The last time that I played it was with uh, you at your old flat. Oh, gosh. I, yeah. yeah. I will say this about Monopoly, right? Yeah. People rail on it. And it isn't really a good so. game. Really it so. isn't a good game. Yeah. I don't think it's as awful as some people make it out. To yeah, I think it, it's become fashionable to rail on it, right? You know, like Monopoly and Justin Bieber. Like, it's just, yeah. ah, let's make fun <laughs> of them. You know, like, people do it with Nickelback as well. Like, Nickelback aren't a terrible band. It's like Chad Groger made that comment that I'm sure he regrets, like, where he said that they were a hard rock band. And I think that was the yeah. point from which people started to make fun <laughs> of them, right? Yeah, I, I I vaguely remember people like making fun of them previously. The thing, the thing with Nickel, the worst thing about Nickelback is it's not that they're a bad band; it's that they're a boring band, right? Yeah, they're, they're like a like a sort of. I would, I think it's unfair to say mediocre, but they're very like middle of the road sort of soft rock. Mm-hmm. So when he when he try when he claims that they exist in the same space as like bands like Motley Audio Crew. Slave, yeah. you know it's like <laughs> no, yeah, night and day, night and day. But you're right; it, that it, it it's a fairly good comparison because like they're not the worst band ever no. by any stretch. I do hate Monopoly. Like I'll I'll say that. And like the last time that um we played it, um. I actually did get to a point where I was like, "This is boring. I'm out." No, yeah, just... the, well, that's it, right? It it it's not that Monopoly is inherently, well, no, it is inherently a bad game, but it goes on too long, like way too long. Like yeah. the, you've got, um, you'll be familiar with the term garbage time, right? Yep, NBA would... garbage time. Garbage time being the point in a game or a match of something where the winner is already determined, but we're just continuing anyway. Yeah. Um, I would say two thirds of a game of Monopoly is garbage time. 
Yeah, I think that's, so. But that's this a is, lot. But this is the point, right, is that I, I can't remember the lady that originally created Monopoly, but it, it was originally called The Landlord Game. Yes. The point of the game was to illustrate the futility of uh, the free market in relation to, to property. Because mm-hmm. what happens is, is one person inevitably, or a few people, gain a, a monopoly and uh, yeah. there's no way you can compete and the the funny thing is that they they never really change the way that the game works as far as that goes yeah <laughs> yeah good thing that hasn't happened in real life eh um yeah dungeons and dragons monopoly available just, in just, just here the, the collective <laughs> groans of millions of millennials there like, oh. <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah, go go grab your copy if you you really want to. Or to be fair, I think it's gonna be bought exclusively by people who collect Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Yeah, so, Dave Wright will probably buy a copy. Dave Wright will probably buy it. Calling you yeah. out on the podcast, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on, moving on. We've got a couple of Kickstarters to talk about as well. Yes, so um, first of the Kickstarters that we are going to chat about is uh, Mantic uh, currently have uh, another Kickstarter for the Hellboy board game up Um, and Mm -hmm. this one is a collection of expansions including some new agents, some new villains and uh, some new adventures. As of recording on Friday the 28th of April there's eight days left on this campaign. Um, So the it's weird because I, I was vaguely interested in Hellboy, the board game, when it first came out, but mm-hmm. um, ultimately didn't back it or, or buy it at the time. I, I, I can't remember why. But I've since found out that it was actually designed by uh, James Hewitt of Needy Cat Games, who also designed uh, Silver Tower for... Yeah. Uh, Games Workshop. He's, he's he's done a whole bunch of uh, f- uh, freelance stuff for for Games Workshop, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. But um, Silver Tower is a great game, and um, he he linked. There was a thread where a few. It was after the whole Curse City thing had kicked off, and someone on Twitter had said that like, if you're looking for a, a good sort of dungeon crawly adventure board game but haven't been able to get Curse City then I heartily recommend Hellboy and then James Hewitt the designer uh, linked to an article where he actually talks about how he evolves a lot of the concepts and mechanics of Silver Tower uh, in Hellboy you know like how how he grandfathered some of them over and and, you know developed them and fleshed them out so um, it's it's rekindled my interest because I I love board games like this. I love a dungeon yeah. crawler, uh, as, I'm, as I'm sure you guys all know. And uh, when it's got stunning miniatures, then uh, I was just going to say uh, the miniatures really like uh, what I like is that they are like definitely stylized in the way that the Hellboy comics. It's, it's are very faithful to, to Mick Mignola's art style, isn't it? Yeah. So. Which is great. No, it looks fantastic. Um, yeah. So. I think because of the as far as I can see, um, and I was kind of surprised at this, the Kickstarter itself, um, I don't see an option to to actually get the base game, which I was quite surprised about because most other games 
where they do a Kickstarter for expansions, they usually have they'll let some you, kind of option. Yeah, they'll let you grab the base game along with them, yeah. along with it, right? I'm not saying that it's not there. It might be like in uh, the pledge manager or something that they're doing that, but yeah. it's certainly not immediately obvious that that's available. But mm-hmm. I'll probably pick up the base game at some point, and then I'll I'll maybe see about getting some of the expansions. But I'm I'm quite keen to to try that one at some point now, especially after hearing that uh, James Hewitt worked on it. So. Yeah. yeah, we'll watch the space, guys. We'll uh, we'll keep you posted. Uh, we've got another Kickstarter that's kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, this one's a bit very of a callback. Yeah, a bit of a callback to I think it's like the first or second episode of uh, of our podcast. Yeah, um, don't listen to it, guys. <laughs> it's it's we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, we still don't know what we're doing, but we kind of sound a bit better now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's debatable, but... Um, <laughs> hey, we have improved. We have. Pondercraft. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, so, t- tell us more about this. Okay, so this is a Kickstarter from CreatureCaster. Um, and what's notable about this is that uh, CreatureCaster, um, while they're known primarily for producing... Uh, quite elaborate resin miniatures mm-hmm. they, they since the company launched they've also um, had a bit of a go at um, uh, making some hobby products um, uh, they, they, um, but that's since splintered off into another company called uh, um, uh, Monument Hobbies mm-hmm. uh, and they, they make the Pro Acryl line of paints and they, they are a fantastic range of paints um, I got given some by uh, Ross from Fohammer for Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, I've I've actually been making regular use of them since I got them. Uh, some of their metallics are incredible. Um, but uh, so this is Creature Caster's second ever Kickstarter, uh, and they they are making uh, not just miniatures but a miniatures tabletop game, which they haven't oh, done before. Which is their first foray into it, right? Yeah. So it is, it's called Judgment Eternal Champions and it looks as though it's a sort of arena combat MOBA style game which to be honest we've seen quite a few of in recent years because you've, mm-hmm. you've had obviously the notable ones Warhammer Underworlds but you've had um, Aristea, uh, you've had God Tier, you've got Super uh-huh. Fantasy Brawl adrenaline from uh, check games as well yes yeah yeah so there's quite a few of these sorts of games kicking about now Mm -hmm. but the i mean the miniatures look pretty impressive um i guess the the proof will be in the the pudding right when people actually get the the game in their hands my concern like I, i my concern with like any Kickstarter game, but particularly particularly games like this, where there's a big focus on the miniatures that are being bundled into it, is kind of like, is it all style, no substance? Because we've seen plenty of that, right? And that companies have cottoned on that they engineer these games to be like really flashy, like contain a million different things, uh, very nice looking 3D renders of miniatures, not the final product being showed off just the renders and uh and 
the when it when the final product is in people's hands, the minis don't look as nice, and the game doesn't. The game's trash. Yeah, no, it, it's, and I th- I think um, there, there's probably like a couple of companies in particular that we're thinking of when when we when we say that, <laughs> but I mean, to to creature casters' credit, they do the majority of the miniatures. Um, mm-hmm. Or at least a decent proportion of them are displayed here, um, uh, painted. Okay, uh, but, cool. But, yeah. That's that's reassuring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always that thing of you know, companies always make sure that they send the really nice, clean uh, proofs mm-hmm. uh, out to the painters. But that that you know, like we actually know that they can produce these, and. You know, as as much as I've had my beef with Creature Caster in the past, they mm-hmm. they they do produce good miniatures. S- still waiting on my Mountain Dragon guys. Okay, send them a strongly worded letter. <laughs> yeah, oh, we we exchanged strong words, um, and it ended with a bit of an impasse because I'd already paid more money towards this miniature because if you go back and listen to that episode guys we'll uh, we'll link it in the description uh below um basically what happened was um the the company was purchased from the guy who originally launched the kickstarter and i think some some shady stuff went on um i had to pay more money for this model which i did and then they wanted me to pay uh, shipping and could not guarantee that I wouldn't face custom charges at the other end as well. And so, yeah, I mean, you you would have faced custom charges. Yeah, is the, yeah. the bottom line. <laughs> I so, basically, basically I, I I dug my heels in and said that I'm not I'm not paying any more money. Mm-hmm. And and they said that they would keep the miniature uh, for me. So. I don't, I don't. Maybe there's a mountain dragon still kicking about a warehouse somewhere, lost and alone. But maybe. I've yeah, that 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 was how I left it. Um, and I I I wasn't the only one that uh was not happy with uh, the way that that company uh, began certainly. But I think from what I've seen that they they have improved markedly. So. I think the the issue with with that was uh, it was it blew up way beyond the scope of the original guy, what he was like capable of delivering. That's not like a slight on him. That's the fact that he was one guy and literally thousands of people backed this product that he was it, not it expecting. Was, it wasn't just that though. I I think I think um, some of his dishonesty did run a bit deeper than this, but I didn't investigate okay. it enough. Uh, to qualify, but what he did with the Kickstarter money was slightly shady. Because, oh, that's right. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah, because what? Because what he? So the Kickstarter was to produce uh, these sort of centerpiece mm-hmm. miniatures. Um, but what he did instead was he went and opened his own casting facility, and it's like, but that—that's not what we paid you for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we the idea that we were investing in was for you to produce these miniatures. Mm-hmm. Typically, when that happens, is the what happens is a sculptor will design a miniature, 
and you maybe have some concept artists and that involved, and then they will take it to a caster who will yeah, produce it for we'll them. Yeah, will do that um, because they know what they're doing. Yeah, so he... Uh, I, I don't know what he was thinking, this yeah. guy. But um, he, as far as I know, he's not... If he is involved in the company, then it's he's not in charge of anything. Yeah, maybe anymore. purely from like a creative point and maybe he's yeah. a shareholder, so... But yeah, uh, we'll post the link to that Kickstarter as well. You can check it out for yourselves and uh, see if you fancy backing it. But on to the sort of the the, the main course, the uh, the entree for this for this yeah. evening's podcast. We got an announcement last week from Games Workshop. Uh, Warhammer Fest Online is happening over the next week. Uh, and yeah, so obviously it still can't take place uh, in person. Uh, so they are electing to provide us with six. Basically, what I'm gathering is six, um, six of the reveal shows that they've been doing throughout the pandemic on like a periodic basis, and we get we're going to get six of them over the next week, uh, starting on Monday the third of May. Um, so the schedule is as follows, and then Ben and I will speculate wildly. On what will be revealed. So, Monday 3rd, we're getting Warhammer Age of Sigma announcements. Yeah. Tuesday, the 4th, is Warhammer 40,000. Wednesday 5th is Black Library. When uh, Thursday 6th is Boxed Games. Friday 7th is more Warhammer 40,000. And Saturday 8th, it's a mystery. So... Ooh. What uh, what do we think? Uh, or what are we expecting to to see more of? So w- what we'd said before we came on the podcast is, if you look at the top of the the graphic, mm-hmm. um, that that they put up when they made this announcement, there's a bunch of like uh, pennants or bunting, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and it's got different um, icons. From the various Warhammer universes on it, uh, which to me uh, is probably hinting at some of the stuff that's going to be announced. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the icons that we can see, uh, other than the the Warhammer symbol, that, that that doesn't tell us anything. We've got a Fleur de Lis, um, which I am guessing is going to be Sisters of Battle. We know that they've got new models on the way. Uh, we uh, we think it's going to be one of the, the upcoming codices after they release the Admet Codex uh, at some point in the next month or two. So that doesn't surprise us. Uh, we have what looks like a sort of dragon with some blood dripping off its fangs. Yeah, uh, blood uh, dragon. Yeah, that that. That's my guess. Is that that's the uh, blood drag like va- the blood dragon vampires? Um, we have a stormcast eternal symbol, mm-hmm. which is a bit out uh, like out of left field because uh, other than the one model that uh, went up for pre-order last weekend, we haven't seen any new stormcast for a long time, right? We haven't, but there there's a couple of chambers that we know exist that haven't been opened by Sigmar okay. yet. Yeah. 
most right notably, here. I think, and which I think would possibly be a tie-in with new vampires, would be the Harbinger Chamber. Right. Is that thing or like witch hunting, basically? Um, I'm not. I'm not really sure because I mean, to the Google machine. Yep. Let's so, look up some law. So there's the Harbinger Chamber has only been mentioned, um, but. So, so the so this is the, so according to the dictionary definition, uh, a harbinger is someone that initiates a major change or a mm-hmm. person or thing that helps open up a new activity, method, or technology. Uh, synonym Ooh. for that would also be like a pioneer. Uh, mm-hmm. Something that gives an anticipatory sign of what is to come. So okay. it's pretty vague, Harbinger Chamber, still, even when you... Could be anything! That. Yeah, don't really know. But, but, yeah, in addition to that, we have the Warhammer Underworld symbol. Yeah, so... We've got, tucked right at the back there, the Necromunda symbol. And we've got a couple of skulls of Gork and Mork, so that's probably Space Orcs, right? Yeah, because we, we've... They've they've shown a couple of the beast snagger models. Like there's the mm-hmm. um, the the squig pigs. <laughs> I forget yes. what you call them. And then uh, they, I think they are just squigs, but yeah, they're like part squig, part pig, part shark. Like they're, they're all awesome. Yeah, like... yeah, they look great. They're mental, but great. And the new beast Orcs, snagger basically. boys. The new Beast Snagger boys look really cool as well. Although we were saying before we started recording, have they Primarist the orc, were these meant to be regular orc boys and someone in finance has gone, well, if we make them a new model, then everyone will have to buy them. Am I being cynical? No, I think I think you're probably right. This is some this is a weird thing that seems to be unique to 40k right is that there's a bit of resistance (laughs) to just like there's resistance to making like a a model range obsolete and just bringing new stuff in i don't know why though because because, like i i reckon apart from the fact that like most orc players probably literally have hundreds of boys um, but they're going to be buying a similar number of the new boys anyway because they look awesome, right? It's not like they're gaining that much by yeah, making I, it. Yeah, I don't. New... You know, like you were saying, like maybe the you know someone in financials, you know, said we'll do this and then it'll mean everyone has to buy them. But I think that a cool new model generally speaks for itself. I don't know anybody mm-hmm. like. But I can give a personal example. When when they brought out um, new dwarf models in Eighth Edition of Warhammer Fantasy, mm-hmm. I had a load of the Metal Iron Breakers. Yeah, I had, I had like thirty of them, and I went out and bought three boxes of the new plastic Iron Breakers because I thought yeah, they, look awesome. they look great. So that that thing about you know if if we keep both of them existing, then I mean they have, I I don't I don't really get that. I think if it's cool and people collect that faction already, they'll want the new stuff. 
So that being said, that being said, maybe I am being cynical because they they did replace the Necron Warriors wholesale. So, yeah. you know, maybe um maybe I'm maybe maybe I should give GW a bit more credit and they were designed to be a completely separate thing. But uh so so that that's kind of what we're anticipating with some of these other uh releases. What do we think the mystery is on Saturday? I've got two so, two potentials. So the, the big thing for me is quite a few people claim to be in receipt of leaks with regards to third edition of Age of Sigmar. That is one of my calls. Yeah. Um, and there's some spicy stuff that I've heard banned about the internet that we can talk about. Professionals don't comment on rumour and speculation. We're not professionals, so we will absolutely yeah. comment on rumour and speculation. We're, en- we're enthusiastic amateurs, yeah. Uh, what yeah. what what have you heard? Um, but the so so what was okay, what was my yeah, other um, one? So oh. yeah, let, 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 give, give me your other one, and then I'll tell you what I heard. All we've seen so far from Warhammer: The Old World is concept art. We haven't seen any miniatures. Actually, be a, a model review. Okay, yeah, that I actually have heard a few people say that. So that and may be the big. That is scheduled to come out at the end of this year, I, be, I believe, if I remember correctly. It's probably so, going to be bumped on. I th- I would think forward. so, but originally it was it was meant to come out end of twenty twenty one. So. Yeah. So oh, that's yeah, that's my second call. Okay. And that, like, my, there'll there'll be people on the, on the internet somewhere will be really disappointed when it turns out not to be another edition of Battlefleet Gothic, but you know, <laughs> like, yeah, like four people. No, pe- people really want them to bring it back, but I'm not, like, they're not gonna. They won't. I think they kind of should, but it's it's not one that I'd be desperate to play. Here's the thing with Battlefleet Gothic, right? Because it's in a completely different scale, like. It doesn't have much cross appeal with it. Like at least if if everything's in the the you know the heroic um, thirty two scale that they're in, you can use your Warhammer Old World miniatures in Age of Sigmar. Yeah. Like, or, or indeed many other fantasy board games. How many how, how many like space fleet games would you be able to use the Battlefleet Gothic stuff for? Because it's all very uniquely forty k as well. Okay, like, I don't know. Yeah, that that I I don't see that happening. No, no, I don't either. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's happening. I but think the um, I I think the I, most likely is third edition Age of Sigma. But so what I was then going to say was that I think if they were doing a new edition of Age of Sigma, they would probably announce that first. Because mm-hmm. I think that if they announced a bunch of stuff for Age of Sigmar and then said, oh, there's a new edition coming, mm-hmm. people are going to freak out, like, oh, what does that mean about all the other stuff? You know, so to save them a lot of... Ah. Okay. To save them a lot of time and aggro, I think they would, if they were doing a new edition, probably announce that first. So that would probably be the Monday announcement. Okay. Which would mean kick things off with a bang as well, right? Yeah, which would probably mean that Saturday is going to be like the old world. Mm-hmm. 
So the, the so the stuff that that um, is flying around the internet at the moment the 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 big one that really surprised me was uh, charge reactions. Oh, okay. Making a comeback. Ah, but I, I feel I feel like it does make sense for Age of Sigmar because, like we said before, forty k is all about the gunplay. Mm-hmm. Um, Age of Sigmar is all about the, the you know the the cut and thrust and press of melee combat. Mm-hmm. Although you do you do have shooting in there, it's that's where the depth of the game lies is in is in that. Yeah. Um, and the the other thing was that apparently they're going to be doing away with the uh, unique battalions that you get in the battle tomes just now. All right. And and apparently what they're going to do instead is like the core rulebook will have a bunch of battalions. I think I think it's going to be kind of like detachments for forty k, but right but not quite as, as convoluted and it's not that your whole army has to fit into detachments. I think it would sure, be right. if you want to take a battalion, like this is your option and like these list are the boxes building, you tick. List building yeah. is still going to be you need to take X number of battle line units. I think so. Yeah. Um, but so, so the, for anyone that doesn't know, the way that battalions currently work in Age of Sigmar is it'll be so the, the one that I can always rattle off the top of my head is Lords of the Lodge from mm-hmm. Fire Slayers so it's if you take a, a Rune Father a Rune Master um, a, and a Battlesmith mm-hmm. and a unit of Hearthguard Berserkers you can say that they are all uh, together in the Lords of the Lodge Battalion and those yeah. units get some special rules and then your army gets some bonuses, like some mm-hmm. sort of organization bonuses. You, you you know you can get like an extra artifact, an extra command point, some other stuff. So rather than them being like unique to each army, I think the idea is that they they're going to have these universal battalions that will effectively mm-hmm. work the same way. So it'll be like you take, uh, you know, three heroes, two yeah. battle line units, something like that. Sure. That's a okay. Well, it mixes things up. It makes it interesting. Um, I guess we've just got to wait and see whether one that that actually comes to pass, and two if it does, how it actually works out when when we play it. Uh, we'll we'll find out. My my uh, the thing that I think they should introduce into Age of Sigma, and this is purely as a consequence of. Um, you're you're absolutely right that melee combat is like the 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 big thing in Age of Sigmar, but shooting is becoming more prevalent, and like particularly devastating shooting that can take off like take out your your super cool like character or big monster yeah. or whatever in in one turn. I think we might see uh, Lookouts uh, or an equivalent brought into Age of Sigmar too. To soften that, and it's not even from a game balance point of view. It's it, it's just a, it just feels bad when like so, you bring so your there, cool. There currently, mini. as lookouts are in Age of Sigmar, but it's something stupid like on a four up, you can fare the wounds to the unit or something yeah, like that. So like, it's not like, it's not even consistent. Make it so make how, it how, actually how it, a thing. How does it work in in forty k at the moment? If you um your character cannot be targeted 
if they are adjacent to a unit of infantry that has at least three models in, or adjacent to a vehicle with X number of wounds. So Billy just Sigmar, it would be a monster with X number of wounds or a unit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it and it is just restricted to characters. So you know, if you're bringing like a big monster or dreadnought or titan or whatever, you know, it doesn't it doesn't get the benefit of it. Um, yeah. But it, it and like I say, it's it's to prevent the sort of uh, when it, you know of your your the your warlord being killed in turn one. It, it is um, a big problem in Age of Sigmar at the moment. Um, mm-hmm is the character sniping is what they call it. and I think what I'd be interested to see is because the, 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 I think the top th- consensus is that the top three armies at the moment are Lumineth Realm Lords Disciples of Zinch and Caradron Overlords which are all very very shooting heavy yeah I was just going to say guess what they all do really well <laughs> yeah um, but I think I think that you would find that they would probably be knocked off that pedestal with a rules change like that. Okay. I I will go on record saying that. Yeah, I I I don't disagree, and I don't think that might I I I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like I say, it's not from a point of balancing the game; it's from a point of preventing, like players, having a bad time, you know. Yeah, because it's the worst, isn't it? Like, turn yeah. one, they just, like, snipe your priest, and you're like, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good game, guys. <laughs> yeah. It, to, it's it's not happened to me very often, but then I've not been... I've, I've not played Age of Sigmar in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, when I last played, the three armies that are currently considered top tier none of them had the books that they currently do. Yeah, so, exactly. So uh, Lumineth uh, weren't even out last time mm-hmm. I played. So Yeah. So I don't know any any I mean, do we have any other gut feelings as to what it like the big announcement might be other than Age of Sigma or a big reveal for the old world cuz it would have to come completely from left field for me. <laughs> Surprise! We we totally screwed up Curse City. It's uh, it's here to stay, and here's a cool expansion we've got planned for it. Uh, I mean that would be good, but um, hmm, I think they're gonna keep very very quiet on Curse City for the foreseeable. <laughs> um, they they I mean they they have like shat the bed in style over that, <laughs> haven't they? <laughs> oh. Yeah, it it has not gone to plan. It's such a shame. It's such a shame. But yeah. uh, you've got your copy at least, so yeah. So who cares? So, I, I'm all right, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's one thing I uh, here's a wish list thing I'd love to see them do to tie in with a big new model release for Space Orcs. Let's get Gorka Morka back. How about that? Yeah, yeah. That that could be fun. Yeah. The other thing that I saw people say, say about the big reveal was um, Return of a Primark. Though I don't I don't think that they'll do three days of 40k. Well, I yeah, and I don't... Um, I don't think that warrants a mystery... That, 
that goes in one of the 40k days, right? Yeah. If the, if the, if if we're gonna get Lionel Johnson, uh, or one of the demon because this is the thing, right? It's like that. That's a huge deal if you're a 40k fanatic, right? But if you're not, you're like, well, well yeah, another, it's kind of like a new, power it, armor, great. Yeah, it's it would be like if they reveal like a new god like character for Age of Sigma. Like it's great for all the Age of Sigma yeah. players, but it's kind of like a, yeah. well, we it, don't, for we everyone don't else, it's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I don't. Th- if 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 they're going to reveal something like that for forty k, they're going to reveal it on one of the dedicated days to it. It's not going to be yeah. its own thing. I think it, the the whatever the announcement on Saturday is going to be. A new edition or a standalone version of the game. Like, Can you imagine if it was a new edition of 40k? <laughs> oh my god, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Given How? some of the stupid stuff that they've already said and done. How furious would the internet be about oh. that? They don't even need to... Like, they, I think a few people have complained about ninth edition 40k. They don't need to do a new edition to fix a lot of the problems. They just need to bring out a new GT pack because yeah, most yeah, of the problems yeah, are not. Yeah, yeah. The, the the most of the problems with it aren't tied in with the core game itself. It's the the missions and the mission design. Like they just need to tweak a lot of that. They don't. They they they're not. They won't. They won't do an entire new edition. I, I, w- I would of a still game. get fired if I was on like the Warhammer community team because I'd make an announcement like that. It's like, oh, my kidding. Just to watch hey, surprise! Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a new edition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd still buy it. <laughs> 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 All right. Should we? Should we uh, wrap things up on, on that note then? Yes. Cool. Right, yeah. Well, look, guys, thanks very much for listening. We'll be back next week uh, to find out how wrong we were <laughs> about what <laughs> what gets revealed. Fair warning, next week's going to be big on Games Workshop stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, guys, as always, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, take care. Bye. Bye.